I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 55, Your Life University. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. I'm just so happy you are here today. Welcome, friends. And I hope you have been enjoying your life and taking time to find what is enjoyable. And we're going to talk about today, your life university. And I love this concept of thinking about our life as a university and that the experiences we go through are tailor fit to help us learn and grow in the ways that we need to continually help us move forward. And I wanted to talk about some experiences that were shared with me, especially with my kids this summer about their own life university and how we can maybe apply that to what we're going through. I want to share a first experience with you that my daughter shared with me. And my kids have had all sorts of opportunities this summer to go to different camps and to experience some different things. And I love it because when they go, they can learn all these different things and then come home and share them with me. And I find they're so applicable to the lives that we go through. And that's why I wanted to share this with you today. So my daughter had the opportunity to go up to girls camp and to float down the river. They were able to take their inner tubes and go with friends in the neighborhood as well as leaders and go experience this opportunity of not only floating down the river once, but doing it multiple times. And as they were going down the river, she talked about all sorts of things that happened while she was on the river. So there'd be times where it was a little more smooth on the river or it went a little bit slower. And maybe sometimes it was even a little stagnant and they had to work their way around to keep moving. There were other parts of the river that were more treacherous, that there were more rapids and things that they needed to go through and navigate. And it was a little bit more difficult. And then there were other points of the river that had like a waterfall that they had to really be careful about. And even the experience my daughter had was she went over the waterfall backwards. And so she ended up hitting her head and falling off her tube. And even that experience, she had to navigate and learn from. So she didn't repeat that over and over and over again. And she also talked about the different things that happened and the interactions she had with different people. And even sometimes when she was in the river, unexpected things would come up. So there might be a rock that she didn't see or some weeds or some sticks that ended up giving her maybe some cuts and some bruises and things. She would talk about those things, those things that may be painful, a little bit more of a life lesson. But what she really focused on was the experience of everything, the journey of it and how much she loved it and the experiences she experienced with friends, with leaders that were so exciting and that they laughed and had a great experience and they really came away enjoying what they had gone through. And I thought that was so fascinating because we can kind of equate that to our own life journey. And we have the opportunity to look at our life university, our life journey in any way we want to. Our life university is what we can gain, our experiences, our knowledge, the understanding we have from those experiences to help us move through life. 
Now there's going to be things that come up that we didn't expect. A boulder, a knot of grass, sticks that can bring us some bumps and bruises and scarring. <laughs> we can go through some more treacherous waters. We can go through some rapids and some waterfalls that can create some maybe painful or overwhelming experiences in our lives. And those things that we have to learn from, or we keep learning those same lessons over and over again. We might also learn there's going to be parts of our journey that are a little bit more smooth. There might be parts of our journey that we have to really paddle ourselves through if we're feeling stuck or overwhelmed. There might be part of our experiences where we wonder if we're going to be able to keep moving through, <laughs> where it might just feel so overwhelming. We might feel stuck somewhere. We might feel stuck in an eddy or a part of the river that's just keeping us swirling in one spot. We might have to take some different actions to move out of that space and keep going down the river. But we can also view the ride as a, this an amazing experience that we want to keep moving forward with, that we want to keep experiencing over and over and over again, despite the struggles. Now, there are going to be times in our lives when we're like, you know what, instead of pushing through right now, I need some time to stay maybe in a pond, a side pond, to evaluate, to take a breath, to feel our emotions and feelings, be able to learn from them, being able to kind of understand them a little bit before we're able to move forward. And that's okay. We get to decide every step of the way of how we view the ride. I thought about this question. I thought that was so fascinating. It's like, why can't we just float through life without trials? Why can't it just be a smooth ride the whole time where everything we do is successful? There are no worries. There's no troubles. There's no trials to have to go through that we always have all the money that we need, that we always have great life circumstances, what would happen then? And I asked this of my husband because I was super curious to hear his responses. And he said, well, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is our trials and experiences do bring us humility, which helps us then reach out for the help of others as well as higher powers. So that can also be a very powerful experience to help us through life. Another thing is that there's opposition in all things for our growth. Everything was easy all the time. Would we learn? Would we grow? Would we progress? And ultimately, would we be happy? And as I was considering this, I was thinking, well, let's say I spent a whole month and I did absolutely nothing. Maybe I sat on my bed or sat on the couch and let's say watch TV. And I know I've had smaller increments of this, so I'm sure a month would be even more intense. <laughs> but if I spend a whole day, let's say watching TV. Now this is very different from self-care and taking the time you need. But if I just sat there and did nothing, I know by the end of the day, I don't feel that great. It wasn't as enjoyable as I wanted it to be. It wasn't rejuvenating. And I wonder if we went through life and we're kind of just floating through life and never had any troubles and those around us never had any troubles, would we really be happy and enjoy it? Because for me, I think, well, I wouldn't really be progressing. I wouldn't really be learning. I don't think I would be as willing to serve and love other people because I'm like, they're good. They don't need any help. <laughs> they're floating too. We're having a great time. <laughs> and I think ultimately, 
I wouldn't be as fulfilled. Yeah, we'd float, we'd be there, might even enjoy it once in a while, but I think ultimately it would not bring us the enjoyment, being fulfilled and progressing the way that we would want to. And I also wanted to consider, well, why are life lessons so painful? Why can they maybe be overwhelming? They can be stressful. They can cause us to not enjoy the ride as much. (laughs) Why are they designed that way? And I was thinking about that and I thought, you know what? Painful can be caused by change. If we make a decision, for example, with money, we decide to go out and to, let's say, buy a house. This is a life experience right down our river that we're experiencing. And we may realize this. Now we have a mortgage every month and it's a significant amount of your income. And you might go, hey, now I can't use my money the same way I used to because so much of it is going to my house payment. And we might not like that. It might feel uncomfortable. It might feel stressful. And I think those things are there for us to help us learn from them and to grow from them and to ultimately know of decisions that can help us move forward. We're going through that experience. We're going, oh, I'm learning that having a mortgage requires maybe discipline and change on my part that I just can't go spend my paycheck in its entirety and not pay my house payment. Because if I do, then I lose my home. I have to change my behavior as I'm learning and growing. And that's why I think sometimes that stretching and that growth can be painful. Now, there's something I do want to address that we can prolong the lesson and make them even more of a struggle when we do these certain things. Take some inventory and see if you maybe have seen these come up in your life. So the four things that can prolong the struggle or make it even more intense, number one, resisting the trial, two is avoiding it, three is buffering from it, and four is giving away your power. When we resist something that happens in our lives, unwilling to either acknowledge it or take responsibility for it, it's going to keep showing up and be even more intense the longer we choose to resist it. It's like if you have a beach ball and you're pushing it underneath the water and you're pushing as hard as you can, what does it do? That ball tries even harder to come back up out of the water. Sometimes it can even smack us in the face. (laughs) And so we have to realize the more we resist, the more we push down, that struggle becomes even more intense and even more prevalent in our lives. So let me give you an example. Let's say you choose to speed down the road. And what ends up happening is you get pulled over by a police officer and they say, you know what, you were speeding. We need to give you a ticket for speeding. We may say, well, that's not fair. I needed to be somewhere. It was an emergency. Why is life so hard? We might resist that and say, well, I'm maybe not going to pay that ticket because that was unfair and I shouldn't have received that ticket. And the more we're trying to resist against it the more it could cause bigger issues and bigger problems with our lives. If you don't pay that ticket, then not only are you going to have more fees and more fines, but it could lead to jail time if you don't pay that ticket. Even if you feel it's unjustified or if you feel like you were in the right to do that, the more you resist, the more it's going to become a prevalent issue in your life. And not only in consequences of like going to jail, but also it's going to create more resistance in your own emotional and mental well-being. Now, the next thing, if we are avoiding the trial or the struggle, 
I see this a lot with individuals who don't want to do a budget or even look at their money situation. They find it so much easier just to avoid all of it. Let's avoid the bank account. Let's avoid any sort of budget. Let's avoid talking about money because it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel painful. It can bring up maybe some thoughts and feelings we have about money that we don't like feeling. So we just avoid it altogether. Now, this can make your money situation more of a struggle because if you, let's say, overspend and you're going into debt with your spending, if you're avoiding it and you don't know, this can make an even more difficult life experience because the more you go into debt, the less money that you have that's available and you could end up not only losing things, but then not having the ability to just survive and have the things you need for survival. So for example, if you go so far into debt that you owe so much to these different companies that you can't buy food, that could be a very serious situation. Also, if we avoid looking at our money, talking about money, when life circumstances happen and we've avoided that for so long, we won't be able to handle those situations as well if we don't have access or know where our money is or what we can do with it. So for example, if let's say there's a death of a loved one in the family, maybe it's your spouse. And if you have avoided all sorts of money conversations or budgeting or knowing where your money is and your spouse dies and they have all that information, you might not know where to access your money, which can create even more issues and trials for you going forward. Now, another thing that we can do that can make this even more of a struggle is buffering. And buffering, I think that one of the easiest examples of this is if we feel uncomfortable. So we're, we're going to have an emotion we don't like. Let's say that we look in our bank account and we don't see as much money in there as we want. And we know upcoming bills are coming and we go, oh my gosh, there's, how are we going to pay those bills? We don't have enough money in our account. What are we going to do? Instead of confronting that and learning what you can do, I'm going to go have some ice cream. <laughs> we buffer with something else to help us feel better. So I might say, you know what, instead of looking at that, because that's painful and uncomfortable, I'm going to go have ice cream. I'm going to have several bowls of ice cream because that feels better in the moment. And it may temporarily help us feel better from those uncomfortable feelings looking at our budget. But what happens when we do something like that? Not only have we not solved how we're going to pay bills, but we also have eaten something that maybe isn't serving our body. So we compound the problem by buffering. And the fourth thing that can prolong or create more of a struggle is when we give away our power. I like to tell my kids this, that it's kind of like giving your emotional remote of all your emotions and giving it to someone else and saying, please tell me how I'm going to feel. You pick a button <laughs> and it's going to control my emotion and tell me what I'm going to feel today. I know that sounds kind of funny <laughs> bringing it up like this, but it really is true. When we say, well, if this person changes their behavior or their actions or how they treat me, then I can feel a different way. For example, if my boss treated me differently, then I could feel better. If he gave me more respect, I can feel better. If he gave me more money and a raise, I can feel better. But we're expecting that other person to control how we're going to feel. We expect that person to change so we can feel better. Now, let me tell you, I have tried to change other people. It doesn't work. It does not work. And so what we have to realize is no matter how someone else in our lives act, do we want to give away our emotional remote to them, hoping that they can help us feel better? Most often we make that more of a struggle because they're not going to change. 
they're going to still continue what they're going to do. They may not give you a raise. So you then have a choice. Do you want to keep hoping that they're going to give you a, a raise? Or do you want to then take that emotional control back and decide what you want to do from there? Take some inventory and think about, have you participated in some of these different actions and have they caused more of a struggle for you? Now, if they have, we want to help you have ways to not have those be such a struggle. And then what do you take away from your lessons are going to be so powerful for you because then you can take that knowledge and apply it to new areas of your life to help you move forward. So I want to give you today some steps that you can use as you're going through your life university to help you create and move forward. So the first thing that you can do is always have compassion in the process, compassion for you and compassion for others in the learning. The more compassion I have found that I've given myself, the easier it is for me to move through and not to be so hard on myself when I make mistakes. And that's something you can access for yourself too. I also have on here is self-care. And I think self-care is so important. And self-care may not always look like what we see. <laughs> so for example, sometimes going to the spa or getting our nails done is amazing. And if that is rejuvenating to you, beautiful. What I have found more often than not that self-care is something that really fills me and rejuvenates me. So things like taking a nap, meditating, learning something new, connecting with others, painting or doing some sort of project are things that when I'm finished with those things, I feel so much more calm. I feel so much better. I feel like my emotional and energy has been restored so then I can go and move forward with the things that I'm dealing with. I'd invite you to find what self-care helps fill you and rejuvenate you going forward. The next thing to do is to feel your feelings. So I know earlier we talked about resisting, avoiding, buffering, and giving away our re emotional remote, but this is going to be opposite of that. This is to actually feel those uncomfortable feelings in our body. So whether it's something like sadness or anger, or frustration or overwhelm or guilt, any of those different type of emotions, allowing ourselves to feel them then helps us process them and move them through our bodies. And so what I like to do is when I'm feeling a feeling, I start to identify what does it feel like? What does it look like? What is it shaped like? How does it move in my body? It also helps me identify that I can get through it. That this feeling of sadness, for example, isn't going to hurt me or kill me, but it's something that I can recognize and say, oh, this is sadness and allow my body to work through the sadness. And what I find too, is the more I can identify it, the less intense it becomes. So being able to fill and allow can help us then move through those feelings. That's what our bodies were designed to do. Also understanding your specific situation, what you can do. There's always something you can do during the difficulties and the struggles. And we just mentioned a few of them, right? Compassion and the learning feeling your feelings, giving yourself self-care, being willing to allow the situation to be there. Sometimes that's really hard to do, but just being able to say, hey, there are things I, I can do, steps I can take to help me move forward. That can be very, very empowering. So I like to ask the question, how is this serving you and those around you? We had another interesting experience <laughs> this summer. 
I have two teenage drivers and one of them is still very much in the learning process. And the unique thing is, is both of them have had the opportunity to have a very similar wreck with our vehicle. <laughs> and they have each broken the side mirror on now both of our vehicles. And the one with my daughter just happened recently. And you go through the initial emotions, the shock, the relief <laughs> that nobody's hurt. You go through the frustration of a broken mirror, a little bit of overwhelm. And so all these different emotions. But as I moved through those emotions and we're working through them, I was able to start to ask myself this question and say, how is this serving my daughter? And how is this serving me? And I started to realize, well, you know, it, it's been a very good experience because now she has experienced a wreck with our vehicle. She knows what that feels like and what that looks like and how she feels when that happens and nobody was hurt. So it was more of a way to have a wreck and experience that without having the painful experiences of injury. She was able to experience that. She was able to experience, okay, what happens next when something is broken? What do we need to do to get it repaired and fixed? What is the cost involved with something like that? What can we do to move forward and have a working vehicle? And so that gave her so many different experiences and lessons by that happening. Now it also served me too, because then not only was she able to have those experiences, but I was also able to have the experience of how do I want to show up as her mother to allow her this experience and allow me to have my experience as well? How did this help us then understand what it's like to go through a wreck and also to recover from it and to move on from it? So, so many different lessons, which ultimately will help serve us. And we can take that knowledge that we've learned here to apply it to future times in our vehicle. So I know from this experience, she's going to be more cautious, especially backing out of our garage. She's going to be more cautious in being in the vehicle and operating the vehicle and being more vigilant because she's taking her experience from the wreck to create a more safe driving experience for herself. Also take inventory about what simple action steps you can take each day, especially through some of our very difficult trials and struggles. Some days it's going to be like, I was able to get up today and take care of myself today. It might look like, Hey, I was able to get up and take care of my kids. I was able to read a book. <laughs> it's going to be very simple things, but do very simple action steps because that helps get you moving forward in the right direction. Especially when it comes to money, those simple action steps may be, I'm grateful for what I do have. I'm grateful for the ability to have food for me and my family. I'm grateful that we have a place to stay. I'm grateful that we are learning about money. Those different types of things. It could also be I'm going to start to look at my expenses. I'm going to start to see where my money is going. I'm going to see if I am making decisions that are serving me with my money. And if I'm not, I might say no to spending it in this area, right? And the more those action steps you can take on a consistent basis going forward, the more you will move through that in a way that is serving you. And I wanted to end today by sharing these two different quotes, which I think are amazing and go right along with what we've been talking about. And the first one is by Kristen Neff. And she says, painful feelings are by their very nature temporary. They will weaken over time as long as we don't prolong or amplify them through resistance or avoidance. 
We've been talking about that. The only way to eventually free ourselves from debilitating pain, therefore, is to be with it as it is. The only way out is through. And I know this to be accurate. (laughs) I know this to be true. Our bodies are able to move through and process our painful feelings, our uncomfortable feelings. But we have the power also to not resist or avoid or buffer those, allow them to be there and we can move through them. And then the second quote is by Benjamin Franklin. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I learn. I think this encapsulates everything in a nutshell that our life universities are specifically designed for each of us to learn what we need to learn to become, to have the life that we want to have and experience. I hope you have a beautiful week and we'll talk to you next time. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine the freedom you'll have from not worrying constantly about your finances, enjoying the decisions you make with your money, and finally taking control of where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. I know this is possible for you, and I want to help you make that happen. Head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses where we will work together to help you create a life that you love with your money. Also, if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.